0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Shelby Shear. No, we're keeping this. I'm Shelby Shear with my co host,
2: a very tired Jason Shear.
1: Jason Shear. That's his name. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. We're kind of silly tonight, guys, but we're going to rein it in because we.
2: No, it's time to get serious.
1: Are. Or
2: as we say in the streets, it's time to get serious. Serious.
1: We are that's, serious. Well, that's Ooh, our podcast for tonight. Hashtag the night. we are serious. Anyway.
2: That's our podcast we're for We're here the to
1: night. preview the Arizona men's basketball game against our bitter rival, Arizona State, on Saturday. One could argue it's a little more bitter we you know against UCLA sometimes, like we we just happened. Yeah, but, let's get into this. You know, we're gonna die. Arizona
2: right State is not a rival.
1: It's not. Let's let's do this.
2: Um, Arizona's basketball rivals are UCLA. hmm And as of late, the last few years or whatever, Oregon.
1: Oregon, yeah, I I agree with that.
2: You know, it's not ASU.
1: Like my rage oh, level no. when we play UCLA is that like. Uh, on, a tw- on a scale 1 to 10, like 25. We play ASU, I'm like, meh, you know. I mean, like, do I want them to win? No, but it's, they're not good. We know that. I,
2: I'm always a believer that there has to be, and I realize that Arizona football has struggled against ASU, but they still lead the all-time series. They're still big wins for that. Arizona and ASU are just, they're just different animals. It just, yeah. it's. in
1: basketball in particular.
2: Yeah, like, I was actually, it's funny, um, Kyle Dodd went after me. Uh, I don't remember why. Cause... Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember what the argument was, but ASU has never won the Pac-12 and has only finished ranked seven times in its entire program history.
1: Those aren't good numbers. No. No, they're so, terrible. So we've are this is we basically settled this for you. Like, yes, you know, ASU, quote-unquote, territorial cup, way, blah, blah, blah. We're
2: setting this up. It's not going to happen, but we're setting this up or if some way ASU wins. <laughs> we <laughs> like, look real bad. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah,
1: and you know, you can argue with us. You can you can like come at us on Twitter, but like we said what we said and we stand by it. So, anyway, moving on, how has Arizona recovered from the UCLA loss and is there any chance of a hangover, Jason?
2: Honestly, it's from what I understand and what I've been told, they've actually handled the loss UCLA well. Not in the sense where they wanted to lose like they did, but in the sense where they understood what they did wrong, how to fix it. They're not killing and blaming each other. Um, You know, Kirk for instance, got a lot of crap after that game, and um, he knows who he is, and he knows what he does well, and he's not the type of kid to kind of get down on himself and and block out his skills and try to be something he's not. And the Arizona coaching staff has encouraged him to, you know, be what he is, do what you do type of deal. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, his struggles were bad, but – um, you know, I think the coaching staff actually believes that he's going to bounce back pretty nicely here this weekend and, and even going forward. And nothing in basketball is a guarantee, but they feel that mentally he's in the right place and, and mentally the, the team is in the right place. So I actually think for ASU, um, it's, it's the opposite of a hangover. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, I say after the game somewhat jokingly, but I don't really know how much of a joke it is that Arizona was going to win by 100 and a lot of times you need a loss to get your point across as a coach. And your team starts to get a little cocky, starts to believe they can do no wrong, and then they lose a the game. And so you're able to sit them down and say, no, look, man, I've been telling you this is what we're doing wrong. I've been telling you this is, you know, where we're faltering, and this is where we're faltering, and now you see it in a loss. And so I, my guess is Tommy Lloyd sat this team down and pointed that out to him and said, all right, now you understand what's going on. Let's get to work. And so I bet you, I'd be really surprised if Arizona didn't come out strong and uh, and run ASU off the court and kind of fix their wrongs. And, and, yeah, I'm not, you know, if they were playing USC or UCLA again, would there be a hangover? I, I don't know. I, I think that ASU, in a way, is the perfect opponent for Arizona to face. Um, rival so-and-so in, you know, rival school, as we said. <laughs> not a rival. But, it's
1: basically a nice palate cleanser. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of good good to say it. Good palate cleanser. Look at you. Cool. And there's
1: our ice <laughs> machine just randomly making ice this late yeah. at night. All so right, that was not? cool. We All actually,
2: right. uh, we just took a break in our podcast. We stopped recording to watch USC get swept by Stanford. Imagine getting swept by Stanford. Maybe one loss, whatever. Not great. But you can't call yourself a top three. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy next week. But I love you, Andy Enfield. You keep doing you
1: anyway um speaking of teams that are struggling back to the whole reason we're doing the podcast ASU has struggled a lot this season um that is the nice way to say that we all saw Bobby Hurley get thrown out of the game a couple games ago uh, I don't what, blame him what well okay I for that night in that moment
2: let me re- I think that let me the reason why
1: he was mad was justified I think his actions, speak very loudly of himself as a leader in that he does not act like a leader of a team and he basically just kind of abandoned his players to act like undisciplined brats and touch the ref and say nasty things to the refs after the game when the game was over it was in the bag get off the court so we all know what happened it wasn't great it wasn't a good look um asu has struggled What is the biggest issue that ASU has?
2: You know, Bobby Hurley is known as an offensive coach, and their offense is one of the worst in the country. And the concern when he put this team together was that he was basically putting a bunch of dudes together, and he had no idea how it was going to work. And what we've seen is uh, they play like a bunch of dudes together that have, (laughs) like, no cohesion. Right, there's no cohesion. And there hasn't been on, on most Bobby Hurley teams years ago. he had a really good offensive team, but you know, when they started 12 and 0 whatever and, and returned back to earth, but a lot of what they do is kind of a, a do you type of team. And there's just no cohesion. And not only that, there's there's no size. I mean, the the inside um, you know, there he didn't recruit skilled enough big men. Their biggest dude is 610 and he's a freshman who's not going to play very much. Um, Marcus Bagley The absence of him, for whatever reason, um, you know, their minutes continue is 325th in the nation, according to Ken Palm. Their experience is 226th. They're 215th in height. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just, it's not that good of a team. And you could play those three-guard lineups or whatever, those four-guard lineups, if you have players that are going to pass the ball and work together on offense and all that. um, But they don't. Like, they don't pass the ball. They're With assists. Per field goal mates, they're 246th in the country. Not good. It's just a bunch of dudes that happen to be playing basketball. And what it's just it's it's pretty wild that they're a better defensive team than offensive, because everyone would say that Bobby Hurley's teams are usually gonna be decent on offense and bad on on defense, and that just hasn't been the case.
1: Is there any path to victory for ASU?
2: Yeah, I think if Arizona's bus breaks down <laughs> and McHale sets on fire um, and Arizona's not able to get into the arena, no. Uh, you know, if, if Arizona State was a better offensive team, I would say there was. Uh, it's, you, you need to be a good offensive team, in my opinion, to, to beat Arizona or have an elite defensive night. The problem with ASU is, I mean, they. when I say they're bad on offense, Shelby, they are 332nd in the nation in effective field goal percentage. They are 263rd in the nation in offensive rebounds. They are 347th, I don't even know how many teams there are in the nation in free throw attempts per field goals made. They're 339th in threes. I'm going to keep going. They're 293rd okay, in 2 point okay. percent.
1: I think we all get it.
2: <laughs> all right. I I mean, I can literally go on. They will not score a lot, enough points. USC they scored fifty six points after actually building a, a solid lead, um, you know Utah they beat scoring sixty four points. Creighton they scored they they won scoring fifty eight points. They scored fifty points against Cal fifty seven against Colorado. They're not winning a fifty eight to fifty five game against Arizona. It's not happening. Not with Arizona size. Not with Arizona skill. The only way they win is if a guy like Marion Jackson or DJ Horn are just shooting out of their freaking minds. And it has to be more than one guy. It can't be uh, just one guy. It can't be one of them. It has to be multiple guys. And Arizona is just absolutely cold. And then, only then, would um, would they have a shot. It would be one of the more shocking upsets throughout all of college basketball if Arizona State was even in this game, let alone won it.
1: There is, sm- I guess, a smidge, if I was an ASU fan, glimmer like ASU did beat Oregon, you know, back in December, and that was Oregon's clunker game, I guess. Maybe not that Oregon's been that great. Oregon's since. weird, really weird Oregon's team. Weird but yeah, this they year. did beat Oregon. So you know, if you're an ASU fan and you happen to be listening to the Arizona podcast,
2: I mean, look, they beat that. Oregon, they, they beat did. Creighton. You know, that Creighton's not awful.
1: We're giving we're giving some credit.
2: One point loss to San Fran. They're not bad. Beat a Utah, even though Utah sucks. You know, Only lost to Stanford by three. Stanford just beat USC. You know, they're just...
1: It's not the consistency, the... Honestly, again, with any Bobby Hurley team, it does come down to leadership. It does come down to the ability to have these five guys that are playing for you or, you know, five to eight guys are playing for you to feel like they are part of a team. There's something they're playing for. And
2: the the biggest thing is, like, Kamani Lawrence is their only decent four this year. I mean, I guess Jalen Graham has been all right. But Kamani Lawrence is pretty solid, and he may not play. Oh. He's injured, and then Alonzo Gaffney, who's another big man at 6'9", may not play, leaving them with six ten freshman uh, Enoch Biaka and then um, Jalen Graham. Which just you're not beating Arizona with a bunch of six one, and your you know your power forward is six six whatever. So those are super small. The problem is that Arizona has no issue playing small, and ASU doesn't run. So if they're going to slow it down and play small, um, that's just not going to work. They're, they're not that type of team. Uh They're one fifty in tempo and all that. So. Um, it should just be a butt-kicking.
1: Well, that sounds good. Um, what would you like to see from Arizona this, this game as it gets ready for the big week against the L.A. schools next week?
2: A butt-kicking. A butt-kicking. Now, the biggest thing for me is I want to see Kirk Creesa go out and play well. And I realize that ASU isn't USC or UCLA, but I want to see no hesitation from Kirk Creesa. I want him to run the offense. I want him to set, uh, take shots where his feet are set and he's making the right decision. I want to see no hangover. I want to see the same aggressiveness that we saw. I want to see a confident Arizona team, not a team that is second-guessing itself. And I think if that happens, um, they're in good shape. You, you, just, you don't want to see any after effects. You want to see the same Arizona team that basically looks at the UCLA game as a loss. Let's move on and, and go back to beating bad teams by 30 points and, and figure out the rest next week.
1: Well, uh, I believe we all know where you're going to land on this, but what is your prediction for this yeah, game? Yeah,
2: I just think ASU has too much at the guard position. No, um, I I haven't decided how many points ASU is losing. Like, it's, it, it's going
1: to be mucho, mucho. Um,
2: I I would say that Arizona is going to win this game by twenty twenty five points. I think that's. I don't. I low. don't know how ASU. Score 60, to be honest with you. I think it's gonna be something like 85 to 60, 85 to 58. I just, Uh, I I think
1: we'll get into the 90s. Okay, I think we'll get into the 90s. I respect
2: you. The only team that has scored 90 against ASU is offensive powerhouse Syracuse. Wow,
1: well, I think we can definitely get in the 90s. And even
2: in the losses, like, I mean, Stanford scored 79, USC scored 78, so yeah,
1: you know, but some of these are closer, you know.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, Ken Palm has an 83 to 61.
1: 65
2: 63 Uh yeah. Uh it's but see those teams are are offensively inept. No. They're not good offensively. Like yeah. th- when you look at who ASU has faced, like ASU scored 29 points against Washington State. Let us remember. It was 51 to 29 in the worst basketball game I've ever seen. Uh, I think ASU will score more than 29 points, but there is literally Like oftentimes in football or even basketball, we'll talk about upsets and you'll say, what's your path to victory for an upset? And like, you'll be like, well, if Arizona cuts down on penalties, blah, blah, blah. And once in a while you get the game where like if Arizona was playing Alabama and you asked me what was the path to victory, I'd say, you know, Nick Saban coaches for Arizona and there's, I don't know, like whatever. (laughs) There's such a slim path to victory for ASU. It would take everything Going, going wrong, wrong in Arizona. Arizona literally
1: losing the game for right. themselves. And from
2: what I understand, it's going to be sold out. Shelby's will be in attendance. I
1: will be. Bear down. My
2: parents will be in attendance. Uh, I will be in attendance. I hope so. I believe, from what I understand, it is very, very close to a sellout at this point. And there will be numerous football recruits in attendance as well. Ooh,
1: spoiler alert.
2: Bang, bang. We're going to have a lot of football news.
1: We definitely have this to do weekend. a football podcast. Yeah,
2: signing days next week. Yeah. So we'll do a signing day podcast for the football people. And um, yeah, I mean, someone joked a while ago with the breakdowns in basketball. Like, I was like, what, what do you want me to do when Arizona faces UT Arlington? Like, my podcast would be like, they're bad. Arizona's good. This is that podcast. AC's bad. It's very similar to Cal. AC's bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Arizona's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Arizona's going to win. Mm-hmm. The only question is by how much? 15, 20, 25, 30.
1: hmm. I think it's gonna be. Hopefully, win by lot.
2: 63, and then I'll make a bill. And
1: Jason asked me a good question: What would it take? And I think this was a Twitter question. Mm-hmm. How many points does Arizona need to beat ASU before it, we get our own billboard?
2: And I realize, like, I'm not saying there should be a billboard. Like, Arizona beating ASU in basketball is a given, but it would be funny if Arizona won by 63 points, and then someone made a good, like, what was if Arizona wins 70 to seven on Saturday? That'd be amazing. In basketball, that would
1: like, would be just the cherry on top yeah
2: that's worth a billboard right shout out uh herb zendik and santa clara by the way for beating the fighting alex barcellos tonight there we go my boy herb
1: all right Well, well that was very exciting we've ended the podcast bianca is on the table she cannot be contained
2: look sometimes you just get excited busy weekend for arizona athletics tomorrow we have a Media and all the ton of coverage. We'll have a media day with Arizona football with all the newcomers. Saturday, 12.30. They put, they put this thing on CBS. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's, uh, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but, I mean, a good look for Arizona. Yeah. And
2: it's weird because it's at 12.30. And at first, when you told me 12.30, I figured it was in the morning.
1: I mean, sometimes that's, like, super Pac-12 after dark. Right.
2: Like Pac- I'm,
1: I'm actually excited to have an earlier game because I believe I might – be going to the ice cats game later
2: i'm watching the royal rumble
1: i know well i i would like to do but you can watch the royal rumble whenever it's not like you have to watch it live i know
2: but just the uh the mental Um, image well now you said royal rumble the mental image of me having the house all to myself is Mm. might be too much to give up
1: no i now you said it i might have to watch the royal rumble like with you we'll see
2: you gotta do what you gotta do we also spend our free time selling chocolates for our daughter for a trip to new york we're in Washington, D.C. We're like a... I feel like a drug dealer. Yeah. We got people coming up to us selling chocolate, buying chocolate, underground deals. But you know. It's like
1: that good school chocolate, too.
2: Yeah. It's good so,
1: stuff. FYI, if you want to help fund our child's trip to D.C. We
2: are the plug, as the kids say. That's
1: right.
2: I think they say that. Anyway, with that being yeah, said... Yeah, I don't
1: think that's a thing.
2: Nope. That's a thing. It's a drug reference. I'm pretty sure. Whoa. With that being said... Thank you for joining us on the Wildcat Scoop podcast.
1: Super appropriate podcast. I'm
2: Jason Shear. I'm
1: Shelby Shear, with Bianca.
2: Bear down. Bear down. Wake up. No, yeah, it's 11:40. Yes, yeah, so it's late enough. I'm actually literally just made myself a coffee. So bear down, use your brain is my new motto because for some reason I decided to make a cup of coffee at 11:40. So, Judd Fish, if you're going to do a commitment, I'll be up for another three hours. So bear down, boys, Goodnight. girls, children of all ages.